Okay, so nice to uh, to be here with everybody. So this uh, this shear is it's for schus a bracha for Aaron Yosef ben Ahuva, Lila Nishas Menasha David ben Yosef, and safety for all of Klal Yisrael, and to heal those who have uh, who've been in a lot of pain lately. So <clears throat> I have a shear Thursday nights. It's a special it's a special shear. It's a chabura where we connect Torah to music. Listen to music, to different songs, artists you've probably heard of, and then we try to speak about the zman, the parsha, and we connect often to the words or to the style of the music in different ways. And while I did not have that intention when preparing this, after finishing, a, uh, a certain song just came out. He's a very he's a very uh, creative. Artist, his name is Gavriel. I don't know if you've heard of him, he has a, a label called Akev, and he started putting out a song a month. So he did Cheshvin, and now he put out Kislev. And when I heard this song, if you would think about what, what are the sounds of Kislev, if you, if you try to imagine for a minute what the sounds of Kislev are, <clears throat> I had a certain impression. And this song was totally not that impression that I would have thought. But it did connect very much to what I'm going to try to speak about tonight. So what we do in the Chabur is usually we listen to the song, open ears, then we'll speak a little bit about Kislev, about the month we're about to enter into, where we're in right now, and then after we're done, then we'll listen to the song again. Some people might like the music, might not like the music, you might like the Torah, you might not like the Torah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get something. So we'll start off by, um, by listening to this song. I brought my DJ with me. You're not connected. Okay, okay. okay. Give it a minute for one minute. Should we wait for them? I don't know. We're good? You tell me. I don't know. Remember, the title of this song is called Kiss Love.
So, when I was thinking of a song that would connect to Hanukkah, it would be more of a, a deep song. It's dark, it's getting cold now. Looking for the light, so if you could feel that vibe. This was nothing like that. This is a song, that was, it's a nice beat, it's powerful, it's confident. So let's get into this month. The month we're in now is Kislev. And by the... By every day of the year, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's the same. A Monday in Kislev, and a Monday in ER, and a Monday in Adar. All Mondays, there's no difference. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. But when it comes to the, the month itself, Kislev, Teves, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Ier, see, everyone, just saying the names already, there's a different feel to it. Each month has its own color, its own shapes, its own feelings, different, different vibes. And the Sefer Yetzirah even tells, tells us that each month has its own Shevet, it's associated with it, its own Shem Hashem, its own body part that's connected. Every month is different. Every month has its own personality. The, the time of the Chodesh, we know, is a time of Hischadshus, to renew every Chodesh, to Mechadish ourselves again and again with this new these new feelings, these new avodas, these new connections that we're going to learn about. Every month is so much. Every month is so much. And it would, it would be too much to explain everything. You can't explain everything. But a little bit we, forget, we have to go into. So let's, let's start. The major event in Kislev is right at the end, we know. It's Hanukkah. Everybody waits for Kislev. We're all waiting for Hanukkah to come. And in Hanukkah, there's some very interesting halachas that pertain specifically to women. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us something. Everybody knows that in Hanukkah we eat donuts, sufganiyot. Why? Because of the oil. But there's something else specific that we eat. That it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah and the Ashkenazic posik of the Shulchan Aruch. What is that? You don't even know what it is? Dairy. Dairy, specifically cheese. Why? <coughs> Yehudas. So the Ramah says, because of the miracle of Yehudas. Who's ever heard of Yehudas before? The Shulchan Aruch says, Ramah says, Yesham sheyesh lech al gvina, some eat cheese, v'chanak lefisha ha-neis nase b'chalav. Because the nase happened with milk. Shehechila Yehudas es ha-oyev. Yehudas fed milk cheese to the enemy. What's this referring to? We'll get to a little bit more of the story later, but the, the mice is that Yehud, there, was a, there was a certain general, Greek general, around the time of Hanukkah, it's not clear. We don't have good sources for this, but it's brought in the Shulchan Aruch. That there was a general who, took, who sieged, who surrounded a, a certain town in Eretz Yisrael, and he was starving them to death. And Yehudis ended up, and we'll discuss in a little bit how that happened, but Yehudis snuck out, she befriended this general, and she fed him cheese and milk, got him drunk, he fell asleep, and she took a sword and chopped off his head. She brought the head back, and when Uziah, the general of the, of the Yidin, attacked the Greeks, and they, they ran to their general with what to do, and they saw that he was dead, they all fled. So for that miracle of Yehudis, the Shulchan Aruch brings that we're supposed to eat cheese. So all Jews, men, women, and children, are supposed to be drinking milk and eating cheese because of a, what a woman did. So already, Kislev is very, very connected to the, the power of the, of the Nekeva. 
There's two other halachas that apply that there's a machlokas about. When it comes to Hanukkah, men say halal every single day. Eight days of halal Full halal. What about women? Are women mechuyiv, are they obligated to say halal? So it's a, it's a, it's a machlokas. Some say yes, some say no. So we're going to discuss maybe one of the reasons why. But some of the mefarshim bring, what's the reason that a woman should say halal? So the Mogad of Ram says, because of Yehudas. Because of the miracle that Yehudas did that we just mentioned with the cheese, what she did by killing the, the, the general. Part of the nace of Hanukkah came through her, and therefore, women, women should be mahal, should also say halal. And the, the third Allah, and this is, this is, a, this is everybody holds to this, is that Shulchan Aruch brings that a woman is not supposed to be doing any malacha. When the candles, when the Hanukkah licht are lit, a woman is not supposed to be doing any, any work for at least half hour. She should just be sitting. doesn't say sit, but not doing any work. Why? Some of the Farshim again say, because of, of Yehudas. So we'll discuss at the end, what, so what is she supposed to be doing then? So to try to put these pieces together, why specifically these halachas and if they're connected. So we have to go to another aspect of the month. A month, besides the other, the body part and the shevet and the holidays that are involved, a month is also defined, I'm sorry. <clears throat> a month is also defined by the partios. Whichever four partios fall out in those four weeks, there's a certain avira, there's a certain spiritual connection that the month will have because of the Parshish. So who is of the Avos? Who takes Kemat all of Kislev? Yaakov. Okay, this week is Yitzchak, but right away it goes into Yaakov. Right? Yaakov takes the brachas this week, and then for the next few Parshish, it's all Yaakov. <clears throat> so there's something very interesting about, about the Avos. Something fascinating that, that hit me on Shabbos. And we'll build up to Yaakov and, and Leah and Rachel. But there is, between Avram and Sarah, Yitzhak and Rivka, and then Yaakov, Rachel and Leah, there is a certain similarity in their marriage and their children. Let me explain. When it comes to Avram and Sarah, the children, right, having a child, by them it was very clear that they had to work on Amunah. Sarah, 90, Avram Vina was 100. They didn't have children for many, many years. And we know that the Indian was, they had to work in their Amunah. Hashem tells Avram Vinu, come out, look at the stars. He had no children yet. Hashem says, Avram Vinu, if you believe that you can have children like the stars of the heaven, then you'll have a child. And it says, Avram Vinu believed. And it doesn't say it anywhere, but my understanding is that Avram then took Sarah outside. It says, you see these stars? Kaddish Baruch told me that we're going to have children like these stars. You also have to believe. And of course, they both believed. And through that Amuna, they had Yitzhak Avinu. Their marriage, now, this is not clear, but think about it. They, they're married. We don't know how, exactly how many years. But right away, Lech Lecha. Right away, they both have to leave. We always think Lech Lecha is going on Avram Avinu. But it's going on Sarimeno just as much as Avram Avinu. She also had to leave her hometown her birthplace, her friends, her family. She also had to leave. <coughs> and then they get, they travel together, and then they get to, they get to Eretz Yisrael, and what happens is a famine. 
So we always think in terms of Avram Vino, but it's not just Avram Vino. Saruman is with him, right? Hand in hand. And they go down, and what happens to Saruman? She gets abducted by Paro, and then she gets abducted again later by Avimelech. Right? Not simple. Their marriage had to go through ups and downs, had to go through levels of Amuna to believe. Right? That's what made them strong. So you see that both by their having children and by their marriage, it's an Indian of Amuna. When you get to Yitzhak and Rivka, it's a totally different Indian. What's the Indian by Yitzhak and Rivka? In this week's Parsha, they have, they're having trouble having children. The Pasuk says, V'ya'atar Yitzhak la'ashem l'nochach ishto ki akarei. Yitzhak Avinu, Davins, entreats HaKadosh Baruch Hu opposite his wife or facing his wife. Why ki akarei? Because she was barren. V'ya'asar lo Hashem v'ta Rivka ishto. And they both davened, and Rivka became pregnant. You don't, you, you do see here, clearly, tefillah. You don't see tefillah open by Avram and Sarah. Of course, they davened, obviously. But the Pesukim don't say that they davened. But Yitzhak and Rivka, Pasuk is clear. The tefillah, and it was the Hashem answered the tefillah. And if you go back, what about their marriage? Let's go back, Yitzhak and Rivka. How did the whole, how did the whole shit have come about? You have Eliezer, Ever of Ram, last week's parsha. He goes and he stands there and he davens to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Please let, right, with the right signs, let the wife of Yitzchak come. And right away, after he's done davening, it should all work for us that quick, but right away, Rivka Menu comes out and she does the acts of chesed and Eliezer knows that this is the one. Not only that, but when Eliezer's bringing Rivka to Yitzchak, What's Yitzchak doing? Right? The Pasuk says, Elias is coming with, with Rivka, coming from her, her home, coming to meet Yitzchak. And the Pasuk, right before they meet, Yitzchak's going where? Asuach Basada. He's going to Davin, Davin Mincha. And it says by Rivka, Vatisa Rivka is now, and Rivka raises up her eyes, Vatera is Yitzchak, and she sees Yitzchak, Vatipo me'al hagamo, and she... They translate by Tipo, she fell. She fell off the camel. So I'm going to borrow a, something from Rabbi Nachman, but Batisa Rivka, she raised her eyes. What, 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 was she, what was she looking, why was she looking down? What, why wasn't she looking up? So it's, it's connected to something Rabbi Nachman said, Batisa Vav Tuf Sin Aleph. If you read the letters backwards, Aleph, Sin, Tuf, Vav is the Rashi tables of Hashem, Svasai, Tiftach, Ufi. She was davening. She had to raise her eyes because she was davening. Vatipol me'al hagamel. She fell off the camel. Vatipol is a Lashen. Tefillah. It's the same, same letters as Tefillah. So Rivka was davening. Yitzchak is davening. And together that brings them together. So both by their children, meaning having children, and by their marriage, it was Tefillah. So Avram and Sarah are Muna. Yitzchak and Rivka you even have, I don't know it, but in, in the Siddur, Nusach Svard, you have, um, I don't have the Siddur, uh, there's an Indian of Yitzhak and Rivka, the letters are spelled out, right before Shochanad. Okay, I'll have to show you one time. I forgot to put it down. Now, what about Yaakov, Rachel, Le? What's their Indian? What's their Indian? So we'll start, we'll start with their marriage. So, here, at the end of the parsha. Yitzhak and Rivka tell Yaakov, go, you're going to find a wife, 
by your mother's brother. Clear. Go to base Lovin, go to the house of Lovin, you're going to find a wife. It wasn't a Shaila. I buy Eliezer and Avram looking for a wife for, for Yitzchak. Eliezer's nervous. What happens if I don't find somebody by where you came from? Avram says, it's okay. Don't worry. Then you don't have to find a wife, but don't take anybody from Canaan. But it wasn't clear whether they were going to find a wife for Yitzchak. When it comes to Yaakov, Yitzchak and Rivka both say, go to Lavan's house and you'll get a wife there. It was clear. There was no, there no, there was no davening. There was no amuna. Just go there and you'll find somebody. Yaakov Inu gets to the well. He doesn't say there that he davens like Eliezer davens. What happens when he gets to the well? Rachel Mina just walks out. Just happens to be. She just walks out. And Yaakov's like, who is that? Oh, that's, that's Rachel. He, right away he knows. What does he do? Interesting Pasuk, but he goes over and gives her a kiss. Pasuk says. And then he cries. Why does he cry? Chazal tells, because he knows they're going to get married, but then she's also going to die. It was clear to Yaakov, you know, this is his wife. He didn't have to daven. He didn't, doesn't seem to be that he had to work any in Amuna. He was told by his parents. He went, and there she is. So simple. If it should only be so simple for all of us. Leah's eyes, Pasuk says. Leah's eyes are red, <coughs> crying. We all know why does it say this. So Chazal tells us why were her eyes puffy. It's not clear in the Pesukim, but the Chazal tell us. Because it was said, it was known. The young one to the young one to the old one to the old one. What does that mean? The young son of Yitzchak, the young son, yeah, of Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov, is going to marry the young daughter of Lavan. Who is that? That's Rachel. And the old, is going to marry the old, the old daughter, the old son of Yitzchak and Rivka, Esav, right? Catch him wrong. Is going to marry the old daughter of Lavan, who is Leah. So Leah's crying because she, it's, it's known. Everybody knows, it seems to be. She's going to marry Esav, so she's very upset. She's very sad. She doesn't want to marry Esav. And so she cries, we know. And through that tefillah, she ends up marrying Yaakov. But she knew that she's marrying Esav. And Rachel's marrying Yaakov. So you see, it's like this, it's clear. There's no tefillah, there's no muna. It's yadua, it's known. What happened? What, what about the children? So Yaakov's with Lovin for many years. The Yomer Yaakov of Lovin, Yaakov says to Lovin, Havas Ishti, give me my wife. I want to marry Rachel already. Kimolo Yomai Vavoela. Because my days are, I'm getting older, and I wanna I wanna start my life. Rashi says, What's Yaakovina saying? Share Ani ben Peidal Shana. I'm 84 years old. Ve'imosei Amid. Yud Beis Shvatim. When am I going to be able to finally give birth to 12 Shvatim? Who told Yaakov he was going to have 12 Shvatim? Again, it was just known. No davening, doesn't have to be a muna. It was something that was just clear with confidence. He knew he was going to have 12 Shvatim. But we know it wasn't only Yaakov that knew that. Leah, right? Leah Menu, she has one son, two sons, three sons, fourth son, Hapam Yehuda, Hapam Odes Hashem. Right? This time I'm going to thank Hashem. Why? So again, Chazal say Rashi rings down. Because it was known. Leah knew. Well, there's 12 Shvatim. There's four wives. Now, there weren't 12 Shvatim yet. There's only three. But everybody knew that there was going to be 12. There's four wives. We could all do the math. Each of the wives of Yaakov was going to have three sons. 
now that I got a fourth, oh, hapam odes Hashem, I'm so thankful to Kodesh Baruch that I got more than my lot. Who, who told Leah that they're going to have, it's going to be 12 children? Again, you see the same theme that with Yaakov, Rachel and Leah, whether it's their marriage or their children, it was just known. It was was just known. So what exactly can we define this Indian of Yaakov? So does it mean that he didn't have a Muna? He didn't have Tefillah like his grandfather and grandmother and his parents? Just everything worked out for him? Is that what happened? So, no, obviously not. Yaakov Avinu comes into the world after Avram and Sarah's Amunah, after Yitzchak and Rivka's tefillah. He, he himself was built from those in Yanam. And of course he had Amunah very, very strong. Of course he had tefillah very, very strong. But after he's built with these in Yanam of Amunah and tefillah, he lived a life of bitachim, of confidence, that he knew everything was going to be. When a person lives a life with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, strong amuna and strong tefillah combination, then you don't have nothing to worry about. It's going to be good, whatever will be. How to know exactly 12, okay, that's a little bit of a nevuah. But everything was going to be, it was going to work out fine. Right, again, only after the amuna and the tefillah. It doesn't just stop. You can't just wake up in the morning and just say, I'm going to be confident today. It has to be something. It has to be motivated by something. Now, by Yaakov, you know, if we want to try to peg it down a little bit more, it says by Yaakov in this expression, Yaakov is the Ishtam Yoshev Ohalam. He's the Ishtam. Sounds like the word means simple. He's simple. Tamimus. Now, we know Yaakov, you know, is the Ishamis. Titein Emes Yaakov. The letters Ishtam those letters, if you switch them around, is Yesh Emes. So the union of the Tamimus of Yaakov Avinu is very connected to Emes. Now what's Emes? Of course Emes means speaking truthfully. That's how everybody understands it. Say Emes, don't say Sheker. But that's just like the tip of the iceberg. That's not really the union. Emes is much, much deeper. It's beyond really the scope. It would take a long time to explain. But Emes is, is living a life of Emes. Living a life that's aligned. Living a life that you're, you're yourself. And people who live lives because of what other people think, that's not a life of Emes, that's a life of Sheker. A life of Emes is being who you are. The Koch said a Kaddish Baruch who gave you. Living that. Living straight. Living confident. A person who lives himself, herself, lives confidently. When a person's living because of what other people think, or because of whatever, other things outside, how could you be confident? It's not you. That's why people have confidence issues, because they're never actually being themselves. A life of emes means ish emes. I'm who I am, and I'm proud of that. I'm going to go. That's, of course, after Amuna, and that's after tefillah. Because Amuna says that a Kaddish Baruch Hu made me the way I am. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave me what I have. He gave her that, him that, and me, give me my portion. You need that Amuna to believe that there's a, there's a creator and there's a one who created me, specifically tailor-made. With that, a person can be confident. 
The Indian of Tamimis, Tam. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Inyanim. But Tamimis, the simplicity, the simplicity of Tamimis, is also an Indian of reflection. When somebody is very, very simple, not they, that they copy other people, but they're able to take in from the outside and that which connects to them they will allow out. Sometimes people don't even know their inner kochas, their inner strengths, until they see it in somebody else. Like, I like that. I want to be like that. Now, sometimes that is who you're supposed to be. And sometimes you just want that because they're cool or that made them money or something else. That's not real. But to me, it's the simplicity is when a person sees in other people good, confidence, self-esteem. And, and I could be like that also. This tamimis, this tamimis, when it's used in Avodah Hashem, this is the Indian where we try to mimic HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has certain midos, and, right, he's a, he's a chanun, he's a racham, he's a chesed, he visits the sick. So we also want to mimic that. When a person has a tamimis, yish, yish tam, yoshev ha'olam, he's able to see within himself these character traits. And he's able to empower himself with them. The Indian of Midos is, comes from the Pasuk, V'halachta B'drachov, to follow in a Kaddish Baruch's ways. That's what Midos are, following a Kaddish Baruch's ways, to try to mimic that, that which we learn from the Parshios. The world of Midos is a very, very deep world. It's not as, as simple as we were once taught. For example, I'll give you one example how just to, to sense a little bit of the depth, even though we're not going to go into actual midos. But it says that a Kaddish created man and woman. B'tzalmenu kidmuseinu. Right? B'tzalmenu, you can't even translate these words. In his likeness, in his image, what does that even mean? In God's likeness and in Hashem's image? The word kidmuseinu, the demus, the demus means like the form. It's the same letter as demus as midos that when one really works in their midos in a very, very deep way, then they mimic HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch is tov. Everything by HaKadosh Baruch is tov. There's no ra that comes from Shemayim. It's a pasuk. Everything that looks bad is because it went through certain filters, certain perceptions. But no ra comes from Hashem is tov. And when a person perfects himself unselfishly to be good, to help others, to work on their all their midas, and their kas, and their hakpada, and all the different midas, they're also becoming tov. That's the midah of a Kaddish Baruch. So the dumus, the form of a Kaddish Baruch is his midas, so we try to work on our midas to match that, the way you work on that is this Indian of ishtam. The letters, the letters ishtam, which are, is yesh emes, we said, so yesh aleph, ish is yesh aleph, is, is the aleph is amuna. The tof is tefillah, and the mem is midas. So when your person's an emestic a person, Yaakov is the ish emes, aleph is amuna, mem is midos, and the tof is tefillah. So he's a combination of everything together. Right? He's that harmony. He's that splendor. This 
This is the Indian that Yaakovina was so confident in everything he did. Built, built from Amuna, built from Tefillah, and then he had the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You just, you just go. You just go. And you will be guided automatically by what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Because if you take upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Midas, again, we're speaking very vague now, it, it takes time to work on each one of these. But when a person takes on these Midas, he just knows what to do. And Yaakovina came from a good place, a good grandfather, a good grand and grandmother, and parents. <clears throat> so with this, maybe we could, we could get back into Yehudas a little bit. So the, the story goes, and I can't go through the whole story, if you want to look, <clears throat> they, bring, they bring down the story, you could look it up. Chabad brings it down a little bit on their website. It's, it's, there's no book that we have right now that has Yehudas. The source that we have is from, from a Greek source. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. But I'll just read to you a little bit that the translation that they had. It's a very, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, Indian to read over and to, to feel power, empowered by. So the Greek general was starving the town, and Uziah, the general of the Jews in that town, he said, now they're being starved. If no miracle happens in the next five days, then we'll surrender. We'll surrender to the Greek general. And I'm paraphrasing. Yehudis... Yehudas was the daughter of, the, of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. Strong person. Yehudas, the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, who was usually quiet and modest, modest, became upset. And she says, why do you test God, giving him only five days in which to send us his help? If you truly have faith in Hashem, you must never give up your trust in him. It's the Indian of Emes. You never, when something is Emesthic, you never give up. Besides, don't you know that surrendering to, the, to this Greek general is worse than death? So she told the people to keep davening and trusting the Kaddish Baruch while she had a plan. And this plan, she snuck out with her maidservant and she befriended the general in, only a, in a way that a, a Jewish woman can. And she convinced the general that she was a spy. And he believed her. And she, would, she had the ability to just walk back and forth from the camp. And one day, she gets, him, she gets him drunk. She gives him the cheese. He falls asleep. And she davens to Kodesh Baruch Hu. She says, answer me, Hashem, Aneni, as you answered Yael, when you delivered the wicked general Sisra into her hands. Yael also killed one of the biggest generals in Navi and Shoftim, Sisra. Strengthen me this once, which is similar to the Lashon of Shimshon HaGibor, strengthen me this once, that I may bring your salvation to my people, whom this cruel man vowed to destroy, and let the nations know that you have not forsaken us. She picked up his heavy sword and chopped off his head, and she brought that head to the Yidin, and with that, they were able to fend off that army. Emuna, tefillah, confidence. Not simple. Not a simple act. She had this inner strength. Yehudis. Yehudi. Her counterpart was Yehuda, Yehuda Maccabee. Story of Hanukkah. Right? Yehuda. They also, Maccabee stands for Mi Chamocha Ba'ilam Hashem. Who's like you of all the gods of Kodesh Baruch It's a lushan of strength. They went against an army, a full army. There was a few handful of Jews, we know. And they went because they believed that this is what a Kaddish Baruch wanted. It was, it was to us, it would be a suicide mission. 
How could it be? How could you go against a, a well-trained army? But they, had, they were built from Emuna and Tefillah, and therefore they just knew they had to go. Doesn't mean everybody would have gone, but they just knew. So comes to, comes to Hanukkah, and we all eat the cheese. We all eat, drink the milk because of this miracle of Yehudas, of this combination of her Amun and her tefillah and her Misa with confidence. Some say that women should say halal. Right? Why should we say halal? Why should women say halal? Because this was the tefillah, because Yehudas, she praised the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And with that tefillah, with that praise, she got the strength to bring down this miracle into the world. And what should a woman do if the candles, if she's not allowed to do any work, she should sit there like Yehudas and thank a Kaddish Baruch for everything. Let me explain for a second. When it comes to tefillah, we know, in the Shemona Esrei, classic Shemona Esrei, there's three parts. There's Shvach, Bakasha, and Hoda. Praise, requests, and then thanks. If you think about it, when it comes to the world of Bakasha, which most people make the biggest deal about Shemona Esrei, it's the Bakashas, there's 13 brachas, we're asking for everything we need. <clears throat> Sometimes, the Bakashas bring us down. Because when you're asking for something, that means you don't have it. When you don't have something, you don't always feel so good. When you don't have something. That's not confidence. Of course, we have to ask from Kaddish Baruch But think about praising the Kaddish Baruch Think about thanking Him for everything that we have. You praise the Kaddish Baruch for everything that's happening in the world. And you thank the Kaddish Baruch specifically for what you have already. That builds a person up. That brings light into the darkness. But we spend a lot of time on the bakushas. But it doesn't always help. We have to spend a lot more time on the halal and the hodah. That's what Hanukkah is. Hanukkah is the, this is the Gemara. La halal, la hodos. We say halal, we say al So this is, this is the power that Yehudas brought. This is how she was able to perform the miracle. Because she lived in a life of halal and hodah. So halal, not, I'm not paskening. But there is a shaila of women should say halal. And when it comes to not working, what do you do by the candles? Just sit. Not with bakashas. We're sitting, it's, it's dark outside. There's a little bit of light. If a person would think, if a lady would think, men also, if we would think how thankful we are for what we do have, that brings, that brings more light into the room. And that's what we're trying to do on, on Hanukkah, is to bring more light in. Kislev, we're waiting. We're not Kislev... We have a lot, well, a few weeks until we get to Hanukkah. But you could bring Hanukkah in early. You could bring the light in early with Muna, with Tefillah specifically, Halal and Hoda. Bring it in early. Moda'ani, start the day strong. That's how you bring the light in early. So Ma'oz Tzur, this, this, is, this is the song of Hanukkah. So I'll give you a translation. They're hard words to translate. But let's listen to the words here. The first, just the first stanza. Mo's Tzor Yeshuasi, Almighty Stronghold of my salvation. Mo's Tzor Yeshuasi, Kaddish Baruch you're the strong one. You're the one who brings salvation. L'cha na'eh l'shabech. To you, it's befitting we praise. Hala. Tikon based to filosi. Restore my house of prayer. V'sham toda n'zabech. They will bring karbonos of toda. Praise, tefillah, Thanks, Huda. 
I'm just trying to think of the song in my head. Le'ez tachin matbeach, mitzar hamnabeach. When you have, will have prepared the slaughter for the enemies. Az egmor b'shir mizmor chanukas hamizbeach. Then I will complete with a song of mizmor. More tefillas. The dedication of the mizbeach. So what's this referring to? This is referring to when the Maccabean came back to the base of Megdash after, after the Greeks had destroyed the whole thing. They were all the oil and they were cleaning it up and they were looking for that oil. They had yet to find the oil yet, but they were singing the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They were thanking him for winning the war and they were waiting for that song, for that oil to come so they could rededicate the Mizbeach. So when you hear this song, you could think about two things. You could think about the Maccabeum after they won with their Muna and their tefillah and their confidence and the Kaddish Baruch Hu brought them a salvation. And they go back to the, they go back to the Mikdash. This whole thing's broken down. But they, they weren't depressed. They came with confidence. We could, if we could destroy this enemy, we could also rebuild the base of Mikdash. We could re-inaugurate the Mizbeach. So they came with confidence. They were singing. I don't know if anybody saw, there was a video that went around where the IDF, they were in positions, they were fighting against the uh, Hamas, and they were shooting, and they were singing songs. I forgot what song they were singing. I think they were singing like, uh, I don't remember. Anybody see this video? Yeah. What were they singing? Some Rabbi Nachman song, maybe? I, I don't remember. They were singing a song. As they were shooting, they were diving to Kodesh Baruch And I was thinking also, perhaps... <laughs> was it? Was it? <laughs> okay. He's singing Kabbalah Shabbos as he's, uh, you know, trying to kill some Hamas. Sure, I'll perish quickly. Could also think maybe Yehudas. You could think Yehudas. Right, as she's, as she's preparing herself, it's a little bit, not exactly the, the, the vibe, but as she's walking in with that feeling, ready, she knows that this is the day that she's going to kill the general. She knew. So she was confident. It wasn't, it wasn't a darkness that she had to overcome. Kislev, even though it's dark and it's cold, if you bring the light in, then you're not so cold. You could bring the warmth in early. Hanukkah brings in at the end of the month, but through the Hal Nahodah, through the Parshas, through Yaakov, of course based on Avram Sarah, of course based on Yitzhak Yilevka, we can come in very strong. And this, this could be the avoda of Kislev. It's a woman's avoda. It starts with Yehudas. So the whole month is coming from Yehudas, which is Lashon of, of course, Hodah, to be thankful for what we have. And with that confidence, we should come to, to Hanukkah and bring light to ourselves, to our families, and to the whole world of Ritz Hashem. Mm-hmm. Can I play it again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's up to you. So listen again as we always do. You can try to imagine whatever you want. And you can try to maybe imagine. Maybe afterwards. Shiri is one, Hanukkah's one is me.